Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So today is August 21st, 2015. We've got a half an hour session with Hagen. So just give me a couple seconds to connect. So Hagen, please. Okay. You know, he loves your attention. Your attention, okay? It's specifically you, 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 (laughs) is what he tells me. (laughs) All right, he tells me he is your little man. That is how he references himself, too. Um, You know, he is dealing with your absence from home. This would be when you go to work, for example. He tells me fairly well. He snoozes. It feels like he snoozes in, well, he calls it his bed, so he must have a little place that he calls his own. It feels like a consistent location he goes to. He's also showing me an image of uh, being on a couch at one end on the soft furniture. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he is not anxious or like going crazy you know when you're gone with that said he tells me when i start my snoozes my naps i'm down for the count but then by the time the day wears on i get really bored by myself now the regarding um why are you peeing and pooing in the house and this is happening i guess when no human is home to let him out is that the case right and you never did that when he had the doggy door in vegas gotcha. ever Okay, so let's see where he stands on that. So just so we have your point of view, Hagen, why are you doing more elimination when nobody's home? He says, you're right, I'm bored, I'm bored here. He says, I can't really get out. Where would you want to get out to? You know, he wants to go for walks with you, things of that sort, which he feels like, um, well, since you moved to this new location, he says, I can't get out as much as we used to do. He seems to think there was a lot more freedom offered to you and him in the prior home situation than where mm-hmm. you are now. Now, there's a little bit of jealousy, he tells me, he's got at times to, uh, we're getting a little off topic, but I do want to follow his lead here, and what, it, what makes you jealous? It feels like over one of the children who sometimes visits, one of the two children. Um, you know, he tells me he's very loved. He sees himself very much as a child <laughs> in, in your eyes, is how he puts mm-hmm. it your, himself. He sees himself as a kid versus mm-hmm. as an adult dog. Um, and so he mm-hmm. tells me he's reverting to some puppyish behavior, such as elimination. Now, truly, can you hold it, or is it really too long to ask your body to hold these things mm-hmm. in until somebody lets you out? He does say it's a combination of both. You know, he tells okay. me that holding it for seven hours is something he can do, but he's at his maximum capacity, fill capacity at that point. He also tells yeah. me there is this frequent need to pee during the middle of your absence, the middle of you being gone. So mm-hmm. like four hours in after you've left, I see him having the need to urinate. Um, Hagen, out of curiosity, if somebody was to get hired and came in and walked you, if they went that route, would that keep things cleaner he says, yeah, he thinks that it would. Um, so really it is about getting outside for him when okay. he needs to go. When I ask, is there anything else that's part of this picture? Um, I just want to make sure we cover all our bases. He says, no, not really. I want to ask, are you happy? Because emotional happiness for a, a human or an animal certainly impacts mm-hmm. things of this sort. So are you happy? He tells me he is when you're home. He loves having his family around him. Uh, people. Mm-hmm. He's a very people-oriented little guy. When they're mm-hmm. people, he knows. Okay, I have to. 
I have to add that on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people he doesn't, it feels like he can be a bit of a bear, a little rude. Um, I see barking behavior, for example. But with his family, he's very at home and content. You know, what he says is, I wish you worked closer to home because he'd rather you only spend six hours at work away from the house uh, versus more than that. What? How, how many hours is he left alone for? It could be, if I go to the gym, it could be from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, 12 hours long. Yeah. Um, yeah, bad. And I, I, had, I had the neighbor um, girl coming at 3 or 3.30 right after school. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's, um, the summer has been really hard for her. So I've been, and, and, and now we're going to maybe move, which I want to know what he thinks about that. Um, to a bigger house on the lake um, that I'm going to try to get more access outside. But I, 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 I'm struggling with who it should be and what time and, and if he really needs it or, or not. Yes, he really needs it. Okay, <laughs> his body okay. needs relief because when he eliminates at the carpet, I can see his expression on his face. He's eliminating because he's got no other choice. So he's okay. put in a position where it's, it's kind of an unfair position. He doesn't feel bad about himself after he eliminates, but he's like, well, I've left with no other option, so I hear I have okay. to go. You know what you could try? Um, if, if you want to do the puppy pad route, you could try that and just explain to him when you get those pads what it's for and that it's for poo and pee and multiple poos and pees and, you know, what that looks like and where it's going to be low. You could try that route and see if that you know, helps you guys keep things clean. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, asking a dog to hold more than about seven to eight hours, is they really can't do it. It's like asking okay. you to do it for 12 days. It physically is <laughs> near impossible. Um, right. And he's a little disheartened um, in what way. He says because they're gone so long, so he's lonely and bored. So he would also like a walk, by the way, and maybe that's what you have the neighborhood girl doing, but not just uh-huh. an outing, but an actual walk so he can stretch his legs, kind of, you know, enrich his mind. Um, he's uh-huh. a bit of a hermit-type dog. He likes being home, and yeah. so he doesn't need a far walk or, a, you know, a hike or anything like that, but even right. a little 15-minute stroll, he would serve him well and make him happy. Right, right. It's, I used to take him in Vegas, like, on our walk, you know, and I just can't right now. So I try to take him out at least for 10, 15 minutes every day, but he would go for 30 minutes if I, you know, he loves to walk. Nice. <laughs> nice. You know, maybe you could hire a professional dog walker, you know. Yep, um, yep. I know they cost have, money, but yeah. you got to save your floors, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we go back to the... The, the people thing because that's one of my big things with him too we've had he has a lot more exposure to strangers now because he and I were sort of hermits in Vegas because I okay. um, my boyfriend was here right so I didn't have bring a lot of friends or definitely no men around and now we had like a ace air conditioning guy that he tried to bite and we had a handyman that he tried to bite and he just barks excessively he just hates it and and then he also had to deal with the, with do- other dogs like he, you know, he'll he'll attack. Like we have a big dog called Bear. It's funny that you use the word Bear, but we have a big dog called Bear on neighbors, and sometimes he stays over there because we're gone. And he just attacks do- other dogs, like every single dog okay. in his life. So let's split that into two, because the people issue and okay. the dog issue is two different things. So he wants to go with the dog issue first. All right. So Hagen, can you explain what's going on in your world when you choose to react that way? 
He tells me that he feels that big dogs can do damage to little dogs. He has this idea and belief. Um, He's afraid Mm -hmm. that um, a big dog could grab him from the back of the neck and swing him around and make him, you know, go limp, kill him, basically. So he's Mm -hmm. got this concern. So, Hagen, truth, has that ever happened in this lifetime to you where you got maimed or injured by a big dog? He tells me he got stampeded, um, stampeded on, run over, walked over by a big dog once. He shows me himself being a tiny little puppy. I don't get any maliciousness from the big dog that did this, but he kind of got, he was in the way, and he got a little bit trampled. So what happened? He says, I felt like it was a stampede on top of me. Okay, and did you get injured? No, but I was scared. So he says he's learned to be, he wants to hold other dogs at arm's length because he's learned to be leery of others. He feels if he has the bigger mouth, since he's seen that big mouth dogs, in other words, dogs that use their barkers and their growly faces, are very effective at keeping other beings back. So this is his go-to default. He uses it for everything he doesn't like, is what he tells me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it is the tool he pulls out of his toolbox because it's very effective. Now, Hagen, truth, is the dog named Bear next door going to injure you? He says, in truth, probably not. He calls that dog a gentle foal. All right. And mm-hmm. is that how you see the dog? The the dog is a sheep herder dog, so he'll he'll pounce, but he never touches. So he's very intimidating. Okay. He does that to to people and to animals. So he'll he'll literally race that Hagen, but never get he'll get his face, but never ever ever touch him. Leave his own personal space, you know, intact. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so, Hagen, now that you know how that dog is working, that it's a sheep herder dog by nature, and that's just, it's hurting, it's just hurting, um, if you don't want to be herded, I have a bit of advice. You could bark the back, yes, and and be all mm, big man in small body, or you could actually hold your ground and disallow yourself from being herded. Put out your energy field like you don't want to be bothered, but also stand your ground or even sit. That's very, very mm. frustrating to a dog that wants you to move or that wants to move you. So those are mm-hmm. things you can handle or you can jump in your person's lap or get someplace away from that dog. Um, so in reality, you're just wanting him to not bite, not be rude. Is that, What would you, in an ideal world, like him to, how do you want him to behave with other dogs? I um, it's funny how he's not really social at all. He'll he'll be inquisitive, like smother butt and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he won't even play with them. Um, I just want him to be polite and kind because, like you said, he wants the he wants the attention of the adults. Like Bear's mom, Mary Ellen, he seems like he loves her and that he loves to go over to the house to play with Mary Ellen. But I just wish he would be polite to Bear. Gotcha. I see. All right, so do you see what your person is requesting here? He does say yes. He, she wants me to be nice. So if you were to be polite to Bear, excuse me a second. Let me get my foster dog to be quiet. <laughs> Sammy, you're not alone. He thinks he's alone. You're not alone. I'm in the house. All right, so if you were to get, if you were to follow your person's lead and be polite, do you think you could do that? He does say he could because there's times he goes and lays down and settles down in the corner or he'll be on somebody's lap and he's content. Okay, great. So if you were to expand your ability to have a generosity of spirit, Hagen, which included being kinder and compassionate and at least least neutral, 
towards Bear and ideally other dogs, then you'd be moving in the direction of what your person would be looking for. Do you think this is something that would interest you? He says, I'm eventually going to reach a point, he says, when I'm around the age of eight, where I'm going to be tired, he says, of actually barking at other people. He'll have kind of worn himself out by that point. Um, So he says, I would like to move in that direction. He just says, I do. I get winded with my barking. He wears himself out. So, Hagen, there's actually another choice, another way of being. You don't have to do that anymore. He's contemplating this. I hear, see his wheels turning in his head. He's thinking. So other ways of being, take deep breaths, being calm, relaxed, physically, mentally, emotionally. You can be social with the people, ignore other dogs, but at least keep your teeth in your mouth and be awesomely quiet. Patience, instead of always badgering them with your voice. Would you feel better? Would that be easier for you? He says yes. He tells me he's a very quiet dog when everything's going his way. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's like he's also a, a, bit like of a demanding being when things are not. Yes, he is. Yeah, he has learned to very well manipulate people into doing what he wants done. Now, with mm-hmm. that said, his manipulation is not done out of maliciousness. It's done out of, wow, I see what's effective at getting my people to do this or that for me or getting them to move or pick me up or make room on my lap, their laps for me. And where he just knows how to manipulate people. <laughs> just right, like some people know how to manipulate people. So it is what <laughs> it is. He's very educated in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I'm going to take a step back and take a look at his energy field. Universe, please. Is there anything in particular we need to be aware of that's like stymieing this dog from seeing what else is possible in this barky behavior of other dogs? He just doesn't like his own kind, is what I'm told. Hagen, would you be willing to acknowledge that you don't like your own kind? Just embrace that as a truth because that's in alignment with who you are. He says, yes, I like people. I see myself as a little person. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, that was part of it right there. Okay. So, Hagen, truth. Are you a dog or a person in this lifetime? He says, oh, I know I'm a dog. Okay, truth. Have you ever been a person in another lifetime? Twice. Okay. So he's had experiences with another person in another lifetime. Whether you believe in other lifetimes or not, it's totally it's a moot you know, point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, just know that he, because he's had that experience, he compares it to his experience now. And his motivation, therefore, of being with people is still very, very strong, a strong him over other mm-hmm. dogs. So we're, I'm going to acknowledge that for him. Thank you, Hagen, for letting us know. We have an understanding of your desire to be more with people that you appreciate and like and call your own, call your family, and you don't trust other dogs, you don't care for them. That's awesome. And would you be willing to at least be neutral to them? If you don't want to, you know, that way you don't have to engage. You can just walk away. He says, I will consider that. Thank you for posing it to me. All right. So any change or progress, um, even if it's subtle, praise him for now and in the days ahead on any, mm-hmm. you know, anything that he does. That's a step in the right direction. That way he hears that. As far as people go, now, mm-hmm. the, the guy who did the air conditioner, why did you <laughs> go after him? Because he was in my home. Strangers are not allowed in my home. 
Okay, Hagen tells me that, in his opinion, he is the cop, okay, the policeman who patrols your house. Whether you guys, as humans and adults, are in it or not, even if you're home and you tell him it's okay, he is still going to ignore you and be the cop on patrol and do what he does, which is badger and bat at, as if he had a, was a policeman with a bat, um, people that in his world and his mind do not belong. Hagen is a bit on the, well, he's basically on the defense here, but he also, it doesn't feel like he listens to you well when it comes to having people, strangers, in your house and you tell him to back off. I don't get he listens to that. Is that mm-hmm. accurate? 100%. Okay. Hagen, why don't you let your people manage the situation of having people like that guy who came in to fix the air conditioner? That person was actually a contribution to your people's quality of life and probably yours. An air conditioner, when you live out west, actually cools the environment and makes it much more comfortable for you to reside in, does it not? He says this is true, but he was still a stranger. This stranger was able to work with the machine in such a way that it got it to work. If the stranger did not arrive, you and your people may have a broken machine or one that's not working adequately enough. So that's the purpose. So now he sits back and he's looking at me like, you mean some of these people can be useless or useful versus useless? <laughs> yeah, he does. He doesn't have much use for people that he sees as strangers. Um, Now and in the days ahead, I would encourage you to educate him out loud by telling him, you know, when refrigerator repairmans come, they're a contribution to my world because they keep the refrigerator working beautifully. The AC man is the air conditioning. The doorbell man, you know, know, or the UPS man is dropping me off a package so I don't have to go to the post office and get it myself. Start educating him on who these strangers are and what their role is and why they're good for you. We want him to see there's value, because if he sees there's value, he I don't get that he will necessarily just go to the default mechanism of, I'm going to be rude to them and get them out of here. And instead, mm-hmm. he'll be like, huh, maybe now I'll let my person manage the situation. Right now, he's totally taking over and disallowing you control. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were my dog... I mean, he is a dog, and he is working on instincts and impulses, and yes, this is the way he thinks, and we're going to educate him on other ways of possibly thinking if he chooses as a being to adopt those, but if it were my dog, I would personally disallow him from doing these behaviors. I would remove him to a crate or to another room when you've got company if he can't handle himself. If he can't be responsible for himself, then you need to manage because, you know what, every time he walks around and he's managing the situation because you're not stopping or preventing it, he's winning. He wins every mm-hmm. single time, and it's just uh, it creates more of an ingrained habit. Um, mm-hmm. He tells me he gets away with almost everything in his world. <laughs> okay. yep. So that is how he sees it, and he knows it, and he knows how things work around here, and he's fully playing that card. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I did finally put him into the bedroom one time when, when after he bit, went after the repairman, and he peed all over the carpet. <laughs> So use a crate. Use a crate. Okay. I, would, I would have a crate. You know, he's a little guy, so, you know, you could probably buy a plastic side of crate. You don't need a fancy one. But And I would yeah. tell him, you know, hey, the repairman's coming later today, and if you can be polite, I'll leave you out. But if in the few moments that he comes in, you're barking and lunging and doing all that, I'm not even going to allow it time to escalate beyond that minute. I'm going to move mm-hmm. you to the bedroom where you can be calm and relaxed and put you in the crate. 
and I'm doing this because I need peace of mind and I need to protect the people who come into my house if I can't trust that you're going to do that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Hagen is overstepping his bounds. Um, I also would encourage you to tell him that he does not rule the roost because he sure thinks he does. And okay. you want to tell him things like, Hagen, I own this house. I own your balls, your bowls, your dog bed, and I lend them to you. I let you borrow them because you are a part of my family. But I actually own everything. I actually own the situation of people coming in. In other words, I own, I control, I, I, I manage the people coming in. You don't have to. It's not your place. It's not your job. Um, now, jobs are huge for dogs. Hagen, since your person would love you to be more cordial and polite, with the current guests who come in who are even strangers or walk away from them if you want nothing to do with them. But you need to keep your teeth in your mouth and ideally your growliness and your vocalization calmly within your body. That is what's preferred. Is that accurate? Is that what you prefer? Me? Jamie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yes, yes, yes. I do prefer that. Mm -hmm. Good. So she does indeed prefer that. She confirmed that. Um, Then for you, Hagen, an opportunity has arisen for a new job. The job title is Warm, Friendly Greeter. And there's a vacancy right now. And what it looks like is you sniffing the air towards the people, being calm and relaxed in your body, maybe having that happy wiggle butt you have when your people that you love come home. He does a little Mm -hmm. dance for you in a jig. He tells me, too, when you come home, he gets all excited. So you can do the dance and the jig for these, these guests. And just be warm and friendly. And if you feel like you can't fit that job's description, which is so in need of filling right now, then walking the other way or ignoring or going and laying down in the corner would be great. And if you can't do either of those, then your person will probably help you by removing you to a different room where you've got your own space and you can feel safe in your world. Because managing is creating a problem for your person when you do it. When she does it and you just be like second in command where you watch what she does, watch her lead, follow her lead, and allow her to tell them where they need to go, what room to work on the equipment. That is being respectful of your person. He says, so I'm disrespecting my person when I be rude? Absolutely. She lets me get away with it, though. Okay, so from here on out, she's going to be more clear about what's okay and what's not okay. And to be more clear is as simple, Jamie, as you telling him out loud, that's okay, we love that, thank you, and here's the praise around that. What you just did was fantastic. Thanks for sniffing kindly to that workman. Appreciate it. Please do it again in the future. And or, hey, I don't like what you're doing, Hagen. You need to stop that now. Oh, you can't stop that? Then I will give you a timeout so that you can recollect yourself, reset yourself. You've got to set your, your animal friends up for success because he's a little overboard Um, at times and -hmm. it feels like when he's overboard he has a tough time gaining self-control does this make sense Mm -hmm. so warm friendly greeter use that verbiage with him now and in the days ahead if you can get the other people in the house on board um, just i want him to hear those words daily as often as you think of it i would love you to be a warm friendly greeter and that looks like x y and z and mm-hmm. you talk to him about it because before a being can embody a change, oftentimes, just like humans, you think about it, you ponder it for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Hagen, 
needs to think about something. He needs to know, uh, I'm going to think about this, and what am I going to get out of it? Oh, I'm going to get praise. Hagen, people love dogs that are friendly, warm greeters. You know, um, your people will be, like, so proud of you if you step into mm-hmm. this new area. Mm-hmm. He says, I will think about it. And he does not say that in an excited voice. He says it in the tone of voice I just used. Yeah, I'll <laughs> think on it. He's skeptical. Okay. okay. All right, what else for him? Um, when when we travel, we'll go to Chicago or whatever for a day or two. I don't. He will not go into a kennel, obviously. I let him. Does he prefer to just, if it's a night trip, just to stay here and have somebody come and see him three or four times during the 24-hour period? Or does he want to... And then the other question is, is he okay going over to Mary Ellen's house when we take long vacations for the seven days with Bear? Or what does he want to do when I, when I have to go? All right. So um, going back to the first one, having somebody come in versus going with you on the trip, he'd rather, uh, well, the trip ride is really boring for him too. Um, what do you prefer? You want to stay home or you want to go? He says, I don't like either choice. Okay, well, if you had to choose, though, so, uh no, he'd rather go. And neither is fun for him. Neither is desirable. As far mm-hmm. as, okay, so what about, would you want on the longer trip to stay with Mary Ellen? And that big dog, he says, he mm-hmm. says, what's my other option? The kennel. Okay. The other option would be a boarding kennel, a boarding space. No, Mary Ellen's. He runs right over there. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, he's very uncomfortable with new situations it feels like he mm-hmm. gets all worked up um he you know some animals and some people adapt very well to new encounters for Hagen, it's 50 50 it's really a flip of the coin whether he does okay or he doesn't mm-hmm. when he doesn't do okay he goes berserk is how he describes it has many outbursts mm-hmm. um but after he's had his mini outburst, he does wear himself out, and then it feels like he settles. So it, it seems like the outburst happens a couple times in a short period of time, and then it's like he's good to go. He can reset after that. Uh, but no, he is much preferring Mary Ellen's if that is the choice. Well, he might be able to go to um, the, the Connor and Caroline's house. That's the kids with Melissa. Now that reset passed away yesterday they put him down i sent you an email picture of reese would you oh, would you want to go to Mo- would you want to go to melissa's house that's my boyfriend's ex-wife now that reese okay. isn't there okay would you want to go there even though reese isn't there um the kids well, are there yeah no yeah no what what is the yes and no about hey do you want to go there versus Mary? he'd rather go to mary ellen's it's consistent. Really? It's also a quieter home, quieter environment, even though the big dog is there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You Let's know, see. I get he's fine with children, but they do move around a lot. He wishes. What's he could, that? He, he doesn't mind. Well, the children. Um, I get he's good with them, decent with them, and yet he does say they move around a lot. He wishes he could stick a tack in their clothing and, and stick them to the floor so they'd stay in one spot. <laughs> children yeah. move. He also thinks that he gets overlooked with children because he is little and that he's got to work harder to be seen. This dog never wants to be overlooked. He always wants to be mm-hmm. visible. Mm-hmm. This dog is working so hard in his... Hagen, do you see how hard you're working at 
being seen in your world when, my gosh, buddy, you could take deep breaths, relax, and be who you really are underneath the trying, trying, trying. He's concerned people are going to forget about him. Buddy, I don't know how anybody could forget about you. You're a very sweet little man with your family. Um, (laughs) He tells me, sometimes they go along for a long period of time and they think I don't mind and I want to be with them. I don't like Mm -hmm. to be left alone. He says, more than four hours, it's boring for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, including him, of course, wherever, whenever you can, is important to him. Okay. What else for him? Um, does he want to go, if we go to this new house, does he want a doggy door? Would that make him happier? And sure. a walk? And a walk person? Because I could do that. Too. I could do both. Or does he just okay. need the walk? Does he need a doggy door there? Okay, so let's start with that one. So if she gets this new house and a doggy door is put in, is this something you'd prefer? Then you could go inside, outside, you're on your own, even when they are not home to go potty. This is his preference because he'd like to sun himself on a porch um, and get some fresh air outdoor time. So yes, indeed. As far as how important to you would it be, Hagen, if she had somebody come in and do dog walking, it doesn't feel like that's as important anymore if he was to have a little outdoor sunshiny space and a doggy door to go in and out. Okay, that's how it was in Vegas, and he seemed really good with it. Okay, that makes sense then. Um, I have to. I had to start giving him heartworm and tick medicine um, because okay. we've moved into the Midwest. Is that medicine okay for him? Is he not liking it? Cause yeah, are, are these both? Well, the heartworm, I assume, is an oral pill or tablet. Chewable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the tick medicine is that. Did you do the advantage or front line, like a top? Yeah, line? like the liquid you put on his spine. Gotcha. Okay, back. so the the one that where you take it internally, the heartworm, how are you mm-hmm. doing with that? He says fine. When I look, take a step back to see how it's integrating into his body. Feels like it's fine. Uh, okay. Truth Universe is that harming him, the heartworm, harming him in any way, the heartworm meds. Uh, well, I get it does have, um, it does offer toxicity to his body as it would any dog who's taking it because it is a substance. That's how it gets rid of the heartworms. When I ask Truth, can his body handle it at this time? I do get yes, it can. Um, as far as the topical, any thoughts on that? He says it tickles. It tickles. Um, Do you feel it's effective? He doesn't know. He suspects so. He thinks that you're more into, I don't want fleas in my house, than he is. Um, As far (laughs) as Truth Universe is the topical, something his body can handle at this time. Uh, Energy reads low on that one, so that would be a no. Um, What do we need to know? He's very sensitive about his coat. Watch for dry skin in this guy. Uh, I'm being told... Um, is he eating dry food? He eats dry food, and I give him wet food every once in a while, like once or twice a week okay. maybe. So the, the thing about the dry food that he's currently on, which I get he's fine with, I mean he's fine with eating it, but know that every time you give a dry food to either a dog or a cat, unlike if they were a wild animal out there in nature, they eat bodies of animals, prey, that is all full of liquid. I mean it's like 70-80% of the being that mm. they eat is moist so it actually nourishes them with moisture. Dry food does the opposite. It robs the animal's body of moisture, which is fine when they're, they're 
stable, healthy adults, but when it comes time to them being older, that might be something you want to switch up. But right now it feels like he does well keeping his hydration up by drinking water, separate from, of course, his dry meal. However, I'm still sensing dryness of the skin. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm, uh, you either A, want to maybe include a little bit more extra moisture on a daily basis by using implementing some canned or mixing half can, half dry, uh, or maybe Truth Universe would appropriate add a little bit of fish oil to his current food. I'm getting he would not be interested in trying that. Okay, so never mind on the fish oil. Why is he licking me so much more lately? Is that maybe just because he's thirsty? or I mean, he always has yeah. – his bowl is always full, but he's licking me like crazy lately. Um, he Never used attention. to. It feels like oh. it's an attention thing. He's a baby okay. who's like pulling on mama's shirt, uh, skirts and being like, Mom, do you see me? Do you see me? Do you see me? He's mm-hmm. so being needy right now, very needy, very attention hogging of you because mm-hmm. he's missing you so much when you're gone. Okay. He, so he doesn't like to be held. So I, he comes and he greets me and he does his little dance and then I try to pick him up and kiss him or hold him. He hates that. He wants just to sit beside me. Or yep. I just wish he, I could let I could have a baby sometimes and he won't ever let me do that. Because he's afraid he's going to be dropped. He also feels very confined and restricted and this is a dog who doesn't like to be told what to do. So okay. um, he feels like he's being told what to do, what position to be in when he is being held now. Um, Hagen, may I offer you your person's point of view? She wants to pick you up and hold you. One, she'll, she won't drop you. A human arms are pretty darn secure, and she would grip you enough if you would actually hold still and not wiggle because um, I see him, like, fighting against you as you're yeah. trying to hold him. So if you would mm-hmm. actually be calm, then she could offer you some of the love that she's wanting to share with you in that moment. Hugging and kissing is, in the human-to-human culture, a way of expressing love, appreciation, um, and just downright joy (laughs) with another Mm -hmm. being. And she'd like to gift that to you as a contribution to you, and so she can also feel good in that moment. Is this something that interests you now that you know her perspective and purpose? Not interested. He says, no, thanks. I like my four feet on the ground. I'll run away if I think she's going to pick me up. Yep. Well, you know, just go sit on the couch, pat it, and encourage him to come up beside you because that is more his preference, and he gets a little happy little mm, face on him when he does that. So that's more mm-hmm. you having fun in that moment, and he's having fun. When you pick him up and force him against his will, only one of you is enjoying it. What's his favorite place to be um, petted or robbed or whatever? Yeah, let's end with that question. So, Hagen, how about that? He likes his chest. This would be in front of, underneath the base of the neck, okay, in front of the front two legs. Okay, where else? Mostly my chest, he says. Um, Now, it does feel like if he's in a sit-down position, uh, taking that same hand and going down a little bit to the belly. Um, Upper part of the belly, though, not the lower part of the belly, is more of a preference. So any place else in your body. Um, My head sometimes (laughs) keeps directing me to the chest. So chest and upper belly are favorites for him. Okay. And with, so he never dealt with thunderstorms in Las Vegas, and now we have them, and he shakes crazy. And I, how, do I, how do I help him during the thunderstorms? Yeah, um, so we don't have time for that. Did you want okay. to add on another 15 minutes, or do you feel complete for today? Um, another 15 um, would be 45. Um, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Okay, awesome. So how can she support you, Hagen, when thunderstorms happen? You know, he wants to snuggle. He wants to get underneath something. He wants to hide his body, providing him with a place where it might just be what a blanket do for you. Um, he wants to get underneath something is what he shows me. So providing some place he can tunnel under 
feels like okay. it will help. I don't get that it's going to remove the quivering factor that he still does. Um, what is it that upsets you about a thunderstorm? It's the noise. Is it? Is it the pressure changes as well? He says not really, although it feels like he can tell when there is a thunderstorm coming. He does sense the barometric changes there, so he has a heads up, but it's mostly the sound. So if that's the case, Hagen, if she was to turn on the radio or the TV as a means of drowning out the sound and close the blinds so that she could muffle as much of the outside sounds as possible, as well as the flashing lights, which I don't really get set them off too much, but certainly the sounds. Would that help you? He says, do it, do it. So, yes, turning up music he's familiar with, you know, will mm-hmm. certainly help muffle it a bit more. Okay. Um, yeah. When he gets a treat, what's his favorite, food? What's his favorite um, human treat? human food that he likes? Um, uh, cheese is actually coming up. Cheese flavored. This may be a Cheez-It. Uh, cheesy, <laughs> fake cheesy things is what I'm being shown, or a goldfish uh, snack or mm-hmm. something of the sort. Um, cheese area. Okay, anything else? He says chips as well, and then he's also showing me a picture of, you know, pretzels come in stick shapes. He's showing me an image of that too. Okay. Okay. He tells me he's a junky dog, a junk, well, a junk-interested dog. Okay, junk food, human junk food. (laughs) But it's in the crunchy area, very interestingly enough, all in the crunchy area. Okay, cool. Um, Jerky, too, I like. But I think in this he's referencing his own kind of a dog treat beef jerky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, he likes those. Okay. All right. I guess the only thing the next couple minutes is I just – if you could talk about Reese, because my boyfriend had to put him down yesterday. He's almost 15 years old. And it was, my boyfriend cried like all day long. And, you know, just, I guess if I could just, if Reese could just send him a message I could give him tonight, make him feel better. He was worried about like, it wasn't the right time. And is Reese okay? Well, the, I, I did just check the email, and I see Reese's photo now. Did you want to switch over to Reese, and we could certainly do a check-in with him directly? Yeah, just yeah. I think I'm really good with with Hagen. Yeah. Okay. And then. So Hagen, are you okay? Are you all complete <laughs> with us switching? And we want to ask because this is how Hagen is. Okay. And he appreciates being asked. Um, he says, "No, I want the little square treats, Mom." And I really wonder if this is a cheese it. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, so keep that in mind. All right, so I'm going to thank you, Hagen. All right, so we're at 37 minutes, so we've got up to 45 minutes, so we actually got plenty of time here. So really- Okay, perfect. And I have to go at 2, I have to go to a meeting at 3 o'clock, so it'll be perfect timing. Okay, excellent. So really- I did drive there. You know, he wants, you, he wants everybody who loved him. This dog was loved by many is what he tells me. Very sweet, good-natured guy. His eyesight was not very not very good at the end there. But he's also telling me I can stand up now. He shows me as if rising from the hind legs up to a stand-up position uh, in spirit form. When I ask, what does this mean? He says, I have good mobility. I move around well. I don't feel yucky. I don't feel like I want to hug the ground, lay on the ground the entire time. As far as do you have a message for her boyfriend? Um, what is his name? Um, the dog is Reese and Skip. Skip is his dad. Okay, so your dad, Skip, anything in particular you want to say to him? Um, he just says, Skip's my friend. He, Reese consider him, considered himself, well, Skip's best friend. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. and what else do you want to tell him? Tell Daddy I'm fine. 
He says, I had to go. It's like something wasn't right within Reese's body. Something was not working properly. Um, He's also giving me a reference to his bladder. It didn't feel like it was holding things the way it was supposed to uh, there towards the end. And Reese just says, I want Daddy to know I have all my body parts back together. Everything is stitched together perfectly here in my spirit body. Um, He says, we have a history together. He shows me an image of as if Skip was a younger boy uh, versus the current age that he's at now and just Mm -hmm. reaching around and hugging Reese around the neck when I ask, what (laughs) is this image about? This happened. Well, it happened a lot, but it even happened when, hmm, he tells me when, who is seven? Uh, He gives me the reference to the age of seven years old. Uh, I'm not sure if this one, Skip was seven or Reese was seven years old. Uh But he says, I I was seven. I think he's referring to himself here. And what Uh is this about? He just says, um, okay, Daddy wanted to make sure my physical and emotional needs were met when I was in the body. He says, let him know he did a great job. I had an A-plus lifestyle. It was very important, he says, that I was kept close to home there towards the end so that in case his back legs went out from underneath him, he would be close to home and not, like, stuck someplace further Mm -hmm. away from the house. He just tells me he was a bit wobbly there in the hind end. It was a weaker hind end again towards (laughs) the end. Um, But he's feeling great. Does this make sense? Oh, my God, yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, You know, he tells me one of the favorite things he loved was this. He shows me the image of himself laying very, very still on his side. This may have even been when he was uh, released from his body, okay, dead. Um, And he just shows me an image of a human hand resting upon his body. You know, somebody crying, but also touching him in this way. I shouldn't say holding, touching him in this way. And he wants you to know he felt every bit of that. He felt the emotional crying release of his person. But he also says, I felt the love, he says, that the person had for me in that moment. I loved being touched and stroked. It's like Reese loved his sides of his body in life, Mm -hmm. touched. Mm -hmm. He was a very, like, he tells me he was a sidewise kind of guy. What that means is he would take his body and stick the side of his body up against your body when you were standing up. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was like a way of touching the person. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his way of offering affection and being in connection with the person. So it was like the person did this for me, he says, there at the end. Mm. <laughs> you know, everything went down the way it's supposed to. Reese says, when I asked, what do you mean by everything? He says, the way trans- things transpired. Um, he thinks he went downhill in a very short period of time. Um, it was actually very quick. Like, I just see him falling to the floor and being like, eh, I'm not going to get up. And things yeah. not being in a position where the dog was going to get any better. You know, it just wasn't. Um, and I see Reese being very... He was hot and overheated, okay, during that moment. So it was like he had a tough time catching his breath. Um, He might have been panting a lot. So there was definitely some discomfort. But he also was very emotionally patient with what was happening to his body declining in that last, I want to say, day and a half where things really, really, you know, got tough and he was down for the count on the ground. Um, But, you know, he says emotionally, I knew where I was going. He says many animals know where they're going when they pass. He says, we go to the place where we get to run in the grass and have the rainbow overhead. He says, I knew where I was going to go. And he says, it was like, there was either some discussion or some maybe even argument 
over where to take him, when to take him. He just shows me people thinking, maybe yeah. even talking back and forth. The last, I, don't, I don't know. He thinks it only lasts an hour or so, but however length of time, he, he observed all that. And in his mind, he was like, oh, you'll all come to the right decision. He was really cool, cool cucumber and relaxed around it. And he yep. says, you all came to the right conclusion where to finally take me. Everybody was in agreement, and, and he just says it was fine. So he says, please let Skip know everybody. It's interesting. He doesn't want to just talk about Skip here. He wants to talk about everybody yeah. who loved him. Um, that He just says, I did fine. You all made the right decision. And he says, it was a perfect ending for me. Okay. Okay. It was important that he got released. So my understanding, based on what he's saying, is that you guys actually had to put him to sleep versus him going on his own. Is yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So he just says it's okay and not to worry about anybody double-guessing if they made a right decision or wrong because that's not the case. Okay. Everybody did things just right. Okay, thank you. <sighs> thank you, Reese. Very sweet dog. Nice personality. Oh, my God, the most gentlest, yeah, the gentlest, kindest dog ever I've ever met. (laughs) Nice. Sweet dog, sweet dog. Well, thank you. You are welcome. So I will, uh, later on today, I will send you a link, um, which you can just click on. It'll be a PayPal money request. uh, Okay, perfect. $5 for the 15 minutes. All right. Okay, awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll send you a link to the recording also in 24 hours or less. You can just check your email for that as well. Okay, perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.